During Dell TechFest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Plus, build your dream setup with great deals on select gaming monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at Alienware.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge gaming technology to conquer the competition and free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com deals. That's Alienware.com deals. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, February 26th, 2024. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Forbes 30 Under 30, a.k.a. the second best baby blues in San Francisco, a.k.a. the engaged one, a.k.a. New York Times quoted at Tim Gettys. Let Tim host. Greg? Hello. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a you. pleasure to be here with you, Timothy. How are you? How was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was a Pokemon Go big event yesterday. Ah, the yes. Tour oh, Cinnabons were in effect. Big old, so many Cinnabons, Greg. So there. me and Goldfarb were out in these streets walking and walking and walking. I think we clocked 15 miles. God damn. Yeah. And it was a sunny day yesterday. Yeah, it uh, was. I'm surprised you're not burned. I, I, I am burned. But not like Tim burned. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I had to reapply it's many times. And it's uh, very awkward to reapply uh, sunscreen in the ferry building bathroom because it's a high traffic area. Yeah. But you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? You and I, just I, do I caught all the Cinnabon. Are you not oh, yeah. spraying? You doing like the real? Oh, you gotta. You, you think a spray can stop this? No, yeah, no, yeah, no, no. Yeah. yeah. So it was. It was an overall very successful. A lot, a lot of this, goers out there. Were there a lot of goes so, on the street? Yeah. So many. Yeah, yeah. It's getting to the point now that we're starting to recognize people. Oh yeah, I mean? that's cool. Yeah, I like that. This weekend, uh, like, the, so it was a two day thing. On Saturday, I didn't do the whole ferry building uh, Embarcadero route. I went to Stonestown, the the mall. Um, and it's crazy how many people are just playing there whenever there's an event. Yeah. But I saw a family where there was four generations of people playing in one family. Okay, okay. okay. It was incredible. That's insane. Like, from a five-year-old all the way up to 80-year-old? They were wheeling the hospital bed. Pretty, I mean, <laughs> with the IP trip. <laughs> no, Grandma was, just wanted was, to get out one more time and get a Cinnabon. She was spry, man. Yeah, she yeah. was there. She was doing the, the, the spin catch. Sure, it was, you got it was awesome catch. to see. But, yeah, no, that was a uh, We haven't a talked about it. Ben's quite good at throwing it. He's yeah. been doing that at the, the restaurants lately mm. where I'll pop it out. and He, he, he knows to go to the Ultra Ball. Like he Good. will open. I try to give him any of the nine thousand regular pokeballs. He goes and yeah. gets the ultra ball and throws yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. G's not good at it. Every once in a while, I need her to to do it for yeah, me. Yeah. Sorry about that. Mm-mm. How are you, Tim? I'm great. Are you kidding me? We are T minus what? I'm bad at math. Seven hours yeah. from us being at Monday Night Raw. Very exciting. You, me, Snowbike, Mike, Cool mm-hmm. Greg, Pylon and Jen's car that I borrowed going on down there. That's great. Gonna have a fun time there. And then of course, like what we're about a week yeah. with review codes less than a week mm-hmm. from me starting WWE 2K24 and I can't wait because there's nothing like starting a new WWE game. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Getting into a new wrestling game, seeing it all mod. What do they do? What's the UI look like? What's everything? And you know, it's like some would say, you know, I, you know, is there still excitement in me being the world's best WWE 2K player? World's best. Okay. World's best WWE. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? I, I mean, I don't. But okay, he, okay, okay, I'm okay. I mean, obviously the best are kind of funny, bar none. Okay, that's obviously sure. the best in the video industry, video game industry, press, bar none. Sorry, Mitchell. And then I mean, even I would go further, of course, that if you were going to go to wwe.com/slash superstars, yeah, where of course, ladies and gentlemen, I am listed as a WWE superstar thanks to this is awesome new episode WrestleMania's best, uh, most awesome moments, volume two coming out before Mania. You would find me on that page, and so I would say. Bar none, I'm probably the best WWE 2K player in the WWE based on WWE.com slash superstars. You can go through there and scroll through. Who's going to be better than me? I mean, Ron Breaker? Probably like a, a list of people. But Ladies it's and a gentlemen. New day. Yes, it is. Oh! What? You said what? The best. The best. The best. What? I- you said what? I, what? I, I said that in what? WWE 2K24, 
I am arguably, probably the best player on WWE.com slash Superstars. Gregory, Gregory, yeah. Gregory, yeah. Gregory. Yeah. You are not even almost the best. You're quite possibly the worst. Okay. If there's a full totem pole, you're most likely underneath it with the maggots and roly polies. Oh, you on the bottom. The, the fungus, because you are a fun guy. Oh, you are you're a fun, fun guy. guy. You're a fun guy. You're a fun Thank guy. You. You're a fun Thank guy. you. Thank you. That's Thank right. You. The best you definitely are not. Well, you are the best. I mean, I agree to disagree. You know, I wish... I wish there was a way. Hold on, hold on, the camera. <laughs> get a good, good look. <laughs> well, sadly, we are still a week removed from the game coming out, so there's no way to prove it. There's Greg, no way for. <laughs> unlike you, we actually worked there, like, like for real. Yeah, for real. And they that means us. that we brought the game with us. That's right. You have WWE 2K24 in this building. Yeah, yeah, we got it. Come on. Well, well, again, see, like I have multiple hats. I have multiple hats where I'm not just the star of the number one show on Peacock. This is awesome. I'm also a video game journalist. All right. And so obviously we live and die by embargoes. There's probably, I, we wouldn't be able to play it and show it because of an embargo. So don't worry about that. Well, that's the great thing. We can go play this game and show that you are not the best. And the embargo lifts on Monday. Oh, oh we don't care. Oh. And we're putting it on our channel. We're, putting it we're gonna put it on kind of funny games. Channel, kind of funny. So Yo everybody, channel. so all of you can see Greg get his cheeks beat. Ooh, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. Now, now. You beat your cheeks, bro. Now. You gonna beat your cheeks, Greg? We gonna beat your cheeks. I don't like how that sounds. Yeah. I don't like them between me, right? I don't like being in the, in the middle of the cheeks. I like how it sounds. I'm in the middle of the cheeks, cheeks right now. I don't. Well, I don't know if you, as you can see, I have to host Kind of Funny Games Daily with Tim. So right there, I wish I could do this. You have to get ready for a street fight. <laughs> I wish we could do it right now. I wish we could. <laughs> That's hilarious. Because you know, we always got the squad coming in. We got Blessing. Blessing. Blessing, you trying to host? Right here. Blessing. Yeah. Blessing's gonna host. Let Blessing host. So you <laughs> don't have to do this. Fine, That's then I'll right. do it. I'll prove it. Don't turn your back to Kofi Kingston. I'll prove. I'm not. I'm more afraid of the doll. I'll wow. prove it. All right. I'll prove it that I'm the best on WWE.com. I'll take you on in any match you want. Any oh. match. Wow. Blessing. He said any match. Any match. Tim. Tim. He said any match. Any, any match. You know what? I'm thinking a one-on-one. -on -one. Wow. Sucker. Upstanding. The commish. Austin Creed. Xavier Woods against Greg. Miller. Host wow. of This Is Awesome, number one show on Peacock. Subscribe now. In a special guest referee match. And who, who, who could be the special who? guest referee? Who? 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 Kofi! Oh, my God! Who'd have thought? You don't say. You don't say. I would have worn my stripes and not my checkers had I known that I was going to be a special guest referee. But this is going to have to do. Wow! Any, Any match. match we want. Any That's match. what you said. You said it. That's what you said. That's what you said. I signed it verbally. Blessing. Yeah. Have a great time. That's what you said. You look better doing this than Greg anyway. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, right. I hear that a lot. Wow. Look, yeah. That's right. I just want to look, see us. Let's, 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 let's get a shot. Let's get a shot. Get a shot and picture with all of us from the family cam. Here we go. Hey. Look at us. Bye, Greg. Bye, Greg. <laughs> That's right. You see? We well, were on the way right to the Halloween now. store. We heard you talking that trash. <laughs> so we had to make a stop. Beat your cheeks. That's we going to beat your cheeks. Uh-huh. I like beat your cheeks. Beat your cheeks. Yeah, it's a catchphrase. I like that. Let's it's make that good. A thing. It's real good. Bless, how are you? I'm doing good. I mean, my morning just changed. So I was over, <laughs> you know? I was at my desk having a good time, and then I got called over by Xavier Woods. And so now I'm here. Now I'm hosting Games Daily. You'll love to see it, man. But Tim, let's host Games let's Daily. Host Enough games about all that. Let's talk about today's stories, which include Switch 2 likely hitting March next year, uh, supermassive layoffs, and more, because this is kind of funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and on podcast services around the globe.
If you love what we do, support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all of our shows ad-free, watch us record them live, and get a daily exclusive show. And then for a chance to be a part of the show, submit your thoughts and opinions as YouTube Super Chats as we go. Housekeeping for you, in case you missed it, new episode of Game Showdown is up right now, where we debut a new game where the crew has to draw characters based on their name. That is up over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Absolute blast of an episode. Such a great So time. much fun. I'll go as far as to say I think this is my favorite episode yet. Yeah. Game Showdown with each episode like continues to hone, like hone what it is and continues, I think, just to get better and better. I totally agree. And also, it's now on uh, podcast services. And yeah. thanks to all your support, it's the number one video game podcast no in the world, baby. No way. Oh, yeah. Greg sent me the picture last night. Oh, that's awesome. Thank Let's you all go for that. Thank you all for your support. Incredible. Uh, and then speaking of video game podcasts, the new kind of funny games cast went up this morning and is Tim and Imran interviewing the director of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Hamaguchi really cool. himself. Honestly, I, I haven't been this nervous for a piece of content in many, many years. Bless. I was mm. stressing, stressing hardcore yeah. about getting this interview done. So much so that I didn't even think, once it was over last week, like once it was, uh, we recorded it, it was done, I was like, I did it. It's over. I felt so good. It was a weight has been lifted. But then I didn't think about this morning waking up and seeing all the tweets and seeing all the comments and how positive everybody is That's about awesome. the interview. And I'm like, oh, oh my God. That's amazing. So thank all of you for your support. You can definitely uh, check it out. Imran did such a great job, too. Um, but the thing that I think uh, makes me the happiest about this was how happy ha Hamaguchi-san was to just be able to talk about this thing that he's been working on for, yeah. for so many years now uh, that we know now now know is amazing because yeah, we've we been able it. to review it and play it. Um, but I want to give a shout-out to the interpreter here who did such a good job translating our questions mm -hmm. that were asked the way i asked questions <laughs> yeah into japanese about all of these different games in a way that everybody understood and she was just on it man it was like very very impressive and i love seeing all the uh the comments i shout her out because it was like there was a lot of people that were like i speak english and japanese i've never seen an interpreter translate this well that's and I'm like that's kind of cool so anyways shout out to all of that awesome youtube.com slash kind of funny games to check that out and on the games cast no spoilers podcast, the, by the way the, no spoilers in that Thank you to our Patreon producers, Carl Jacobs, Streaking Ain't Easy, and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Avatar Braving the Elements and Game Showdown, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is, and forever will be, the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have five stories today. A baker's dozen. Avatar Braving the Elements. Which Avatar? It's It's... Oh man, it's the good one. You, I, it's, okay, it's our avatar. It's our avatar. Okay, it's not I, was the gonna, blue I, people avatar. I wanted to use that as a segue actually to talk about what I did this weekend. Yeah, I went to it. an avatar orchestra, mm -hmm. an avatar, the last Airbender, I guess symphony, and it's the second symphony I've ever been to after the Sonic the Hedgehog I love one. You we went so to. much. <laughs> Earlier in the was that this month or was that last month? That was last month. Holy cow, time flies. Yeah. Um, but let me tell you, such a magical time. Yeah. Like my friend there, my friend Danny was there. And I saw I saw uh, uh, Jan from Giant Bomb post a picture there too, and oh, I was shit. like, "You were there." Uh, it was, I wasn't there. What up? I wasn't there. Yeah, why weren't you there? I don't know. I never got an invite. Bless. The wrong avatar. Uh, I mixed it up. I thought you were a blue person avatar. Oh, uh, that's my bad, Barry. That's my bad. <laughs> no, but it was like it was, it was an incredible thing. You know, it's the it's the funny thing of like going into it. Even as I was sitting in the crowd before the show started, I looked over at friends. And I was like, "Yeah, I don't like." I don't really recall that much, that much of the music from Avatar, right? Like, it was one of those things where, you know, the theme song for sure. And then, like, aside from that, like, I'm here for the moments or whatever. And the way that halfway through that concert, I was like, oh, like, the music is banging. It's I inside just, me, and I just didn't know. Yeah, like, it's, it's always been there. And, like, you see, there's, That's a, great. there's a song I think it's called, like, In the Stars. or It's, like, Through the Stars. It's, like, one. Of, I think it's, like, one of the ones where they're flying and, like, the moon is big and behind them or whatever. But it's, like, one of those songs I've heard on TikTok and I've heard in other places that I didn't realize was from oh, Avatar. That's fun. And then like once I realized once I put two and two together, I was like, oh, this is magical. Like yeah. this right here, like people were tearing up. It was fucking fun. Hey, I love I love that you guys are doing more of these orchestra stuff, man. Like it's it's oh, cool. Yeah. And somebody in chat mentions the Agni Kai song is great. Agni Kai song was hype in that orchestra. Let me tell you. Because they also have the screen and the clips playing as they're playing the music. And yeah. Did they did they do the um Dragon Dance song, which is essentially just the uh uh end credit song? The oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah god dude i just so rises. i've been re-watching avatar uh uh and actually just finished it last night um and getting to that episode and them use like you hear that end song at the end of every episode and then when they contextualize it into the show it's so fucking hype 
Jonathan Santos in chat says Secret Tunnel. Secret Tunnel was the encore. Yes. And when I tell you the way that they brought it all together, like they turned it into like this big orchestral thing and they kind of used it as like the final montage of all of like the great moments of Avatar. Did they have Avatar. someone singing live? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. And like the audience was singing along to Secret Tunnel too. So like everybody's just singing together. Like the, uh, like they had the lights on the audience to like kind of signal like, oh, we're a part of this too. Damn. And they're showing a montage of all the characters and like their big moments and all this stuff. And it was so fucking amazing Tim, to give you context secret tunnel is an episode where they run into a nomad who's just like kind of like a stoner dude who's just like making up songs and the song that he had kind of made up and like half forgot about like just became like this huge meme in the uh the avatar community. yeah that's great i, will I say, love that lean in only thing about secret tunnel is that it was stuck in my head for the rest of the day oh yeah especially when you have like a whole audience singing along to it and for like a, a full three minutes you come out of that theater and there's nothing else in your mind except for secret tunnel but it was such a good time Hell yeah, man. Speaking of good times, will it be a good time when the Switch 2 releases? In well, March 2025, this is story number one, uh, Nintendo Switch 2 reportedly has been delayed to March 2025. This is Wesley Yinpool at IGN. Nintendo Switch 2 won't launch until March 2025 at the earliest, according to a new report. Japanese publication Nikkei uh, reported the March 2025 release window with much of the same information leaked so far that Nintendo's next console is a Switch successor with similar hybrid functionality but a bigger screen. The Nikkei report does, however, suggest one of the reasons Nintendo has set a March 2025 release window is to ensure it can be manufactured, it can manufacture enough uh, launch stock to satisfy demand and therefore combat scalpers. When the Switch launched in, in March 2017, it was almost impossible to get a hold of, sparking a vibrant scalping market. It stands to reason Nintendo would want to avoid repeating the situation. Indeed, Nikkei reports uh, March 2025 is the earliest possible date Nintendo's next generation console will launch, suggesting it may, it may not make Nintendo's next fiscal year. Given the pressure Nintendo is under to release the successor to uh, the near 70-year-old Switch, a post-March 2025 launch would come as a huge surprise. We're stuck at that March month. Looking like period. March, and it adds up, right? Every, all the reports that we're hearing have been, in the last couple of weeks, specifically really, really honing in on that March date. There's enough reasons now from enough different sources that you're like, yeah, it's probably that. And look, can't be upset about it. I think that uh, that sounds right. Uh, all the things we have been talking about in terms of big games, I do think still stand, and that's very exciting. Whatever the Switch 2's launch is going to be, I think it's going to absolutely bang. Like, I, yeah. I think that we can expect it to be very, very, very high quality uh, with a probable game of the year contender alongside it, at, at least one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and that's exciting. It does then create a space this year, though, that I'm very concerned about the rest of this year mm. uh, in terms of. Well, we got Princess Peach Showtime next month. Mm, I mean, we got the Paper Mario Thousand Year Door remake. Yeah, exactly. Probably June or there's so, a, right? There's like a 10% chance we get Metroid Prime 4. That's the thing. I think Metroid Prime 4 We got a is, Pokemon Presents tomorrow. We do. We do. We'll probably get uh, some some holiday Ernie Pokemon Cooper game. points out in the chat, Endless Ocean. Exactly, the, the big exactly. thing from the Nintendo Direct last week. But I think that's where we're at. And yeah. that's not bad, which has had such an amazing uh, life. But I'm not even just talking Nintendo. I'm talking kind of overall in the industry, like, it's it feels silly to say this right now because of how many amazing games are coming out right now yeah because it is it's wild how january and february have just delivered the goods yep. and even late december i feel like december is usually a or not late but just december in general is more Low of a key. dead zone yeah but like we got god of war valhalla i was just thinking about that last night i'm like wow man we got an like, avatar game yeah, like a triple a yes, avatar and, game. And, and, Yes, exactly. There's so much going on, and it's exciting. At some point, though, I do think that that's going to kind of fall off a cliff. And whatever, we need a reset point, sure. But it's, I think it's going to be a, yeah. a lot drier than people expect. I, I think, yes. Like, I, I, I agree with you in that, with the exception of, like, I think if we get to the fall and somehow, like, a miracle happens, and it is Metroid Prime in, the new, in a new Pokemon game, I think for Nintendo, it's like, oh, dude, that's a great fall right that's there. Insane, yeah. I per personally, I'm like, I think there's a chance. I don't think it's a sure chance that we said Metroid Prime. I think for sure we see a Pokemon, but the question is, what kind of Pokemon is it? Because I don't, 
and I think me and you might be split on this. I don't expect like a new Pokemon generation. This oh no no okay not. yeah no, so no. I would expect like some kind of throwback or remake, and then it gets to the question of what kind of remake because now we're in a place where there's multiple different ways Nintendo could do it. It could, could be Legends, it could be Let's Go, it could be what we got with Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl in terms of like a cute kind of thing. Yeah, so it, I mean you were talking about this. I, I wasn't on the speculation episode last week. Yeah. Um, and by the way, we will be live reacting to the Pokemon Presents at 6 a.m. Pacific time tomorrow morning. Uh, to see whatever they do uh, end up announcing. The timing of where we're at is a little bit weird because there's a lot of things they could do. Um, Generation 10 is the next one. Yeah. And their 30-year anniversary is coming up in two years. And the new Switch hardware is coming out. I don't think we're getting Gen 10 this year. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. There, there's enough stuff where it's like they're going to want to celebrate in a major way, uh, getting everything lined up there. And I'm, I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. But that does mean that there is a lot of room for them to re-release things, uh, new remakes, new whatever it is that like you were talking about. I've said this every single time this Pokemon Presents, but I feel it in my bones. Tomorrow is going to be the day we get Game Boy games on. Oh, okay. And maybe not all of them, mm -hmm. but maybe all of them, bless. And where am I right Game now? Boy? Are you including Game Boy Advance I in am. there? I, oh, man. I, if we're getting I, crazy now. It, what I feel, and... I could totally be wrong about this, but what I feel we're going to get tomorrow is Game Boy games, the Game Boy Advance games, and I think it'll be part of Nintendo Switch Online Expansion Pass. Because everyone's like, Pokemon Company is going to want to make the money. They're going to they're gonna want extra stuff. They're not. Why would they just release these things? They could be making money. Look at what Nintendo's been doing with Nintendo Switch Online. Like They have a place that gives that more premium level where money is involved, a, a mm. financial transaction is involved. So I think that's how they're going to handle Bless it. Bless imagines this. Yeah. Imagine Pokemon Pokemon Fire Red, that beautiful GBA art style on a fucking OLED screen. I mean, bro. no, you're. I mean, I'm there. Ooh. I'm there for Ooh. it. Like, I think that's. I think that's fire. I think my only thing is, wouldn't you just spread those out? Like, wouldn't you do like, especially if you wanted to, if you're going, hey, this is the final year. If you wanted to go big as Pokemon, right? Yeah. This is the. I know. Well, they wouldn't say this, right? But like, with the idea of it. All right, final year of the Switch. Hey, we want to make this year like a big year for Pokemon, and we want to like, and also on the financial side, like you know, get the worth out of this thing. What if it is each month we're we are putting on a new, a uh, different Pokemon but game? I, I'm with that though. I'm not saying they're all coming out. Oh, okay. But okay, I, okay, I, I okay, think okay. that I, I I think they're all going to be announced tomorrow. That, yeah, okay, that I'm with I buy. you in a potential like rollout. Rollout plan like every whatever. couple months. Like here's but, uh, Gen One, here's Gen Two, here's Gen Three. I with it though. I think that there there's going to be uh, similar to what they did when they released the games on the 3DS. There's going to be a way to transfer the Pokemon to Pokemon Home to Scarlet and Violet and going forward. So that's mm. that to me is I see think the, the that is yeah that is expansion pass content right yes. there. Yes, that for a second I was like well. I, I, then correct me, right? GBA and Game Boy are core Nintendo Switch Online. You don't need expansion pass for those already? Because I know there are some consoles G that you do need. Isn't GBA and Nintendo 64 the extra one? Because there's also Sega Genesis on there. Genesis, yeah. I think, is an expansion. Yeah, one. I think I'll Genesis and... Oh, people are saying GBA is expansion yeah, pass. Yeah, that's what I thought. Okay, so those are already there. If you're going to go into Pokemon Blue and Pokemon Gold and stuff and go, hey, we're giving you these games, but also, yeah, like there's... Pokemon Home functionality stuff there, then I think you do go. Also, that gives us a chance to just put this on the expansion pass to get yeah. the money out of it. Yeah, so I, I imagine we're going to get that. I, again, I know that this is hopeful, but it's also, how silly is it that this is hopeful? Like, this should just happen. So When you say that Game Boy is going to be uh, backwards and bad, well, not bad, it's going to be on Nintendo Switch Online, that should come with the given that you're getting Pokemon. Exactly. And, and Pokemon is the Game Boy. And we got it on the 3DS Virtual Console, which to me says we're going to get it here. If we didn't there, I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. Pokemon's weird. But no, I'm like, they've done this before. They're going to do it again. So Barrett has up here the expansion pass, or what's on the expansion pass. Can you scroll up uh, one more? Yeah, so on regular Switch Online, you got uh, NES, you got... I can't, my, my eyes suck. You get those. Expansion Pass, you have N C D four, GBA, Sega Genesis, and then the DLC for other big games. Yeah. And so then I, I think that we'll we'll probably get this, but there's also a chance we don't. Like, there's been other years that I'm like, for sure we're going to get it. Not for sure, but it's likely we're going to get it, and then we don't. But I do think at some point we're going to get these games on the Switch, and we're running out of time. So yeah. I think this is the year. In terms of new games, um, they do have, I, I think we're going to get, updates tomorrow for like pokemon unite and pokemon uh maybe pokemon go we don't know much about the we don't know anything really about the next season yeah. that starts in a couple weeks or next week is unite is that the moba yeah okay so we'll get all that what stuff. about that pokemon cafe game with the cool art we'll style? probably get an update there like pokemon. we'll get all of those little things 
But I do think we get an announcement for a game on a big game on Switch this year. Yeah. Um, bigs relative. Yeah. But yeah, I I I think the let's go dream quote unquote is over. Like I don't see that them going back to that style because th- those games just didn't sell nearly as well as the rest of the Pokemon games. How they do you compare it to Brilliant Diamond and Shining I, Pearl? Barrett, if you could look, I know it's it a hard thing to compare. Uh, but I mean, no, it shouldn't be. Like I feel like that mm. should be the one to one. I think Brilliant Diamond outpaced it. Okay, and we're talking cancel. Like, we're talking Gen One. We're yeah. talking the most. If you're telling me possible. like what I. It, would I want a Let's Go or a Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl type thing? I'm like, give me Let's Go all day, every day. I mean, I'm with you for sure, yeah. but and and I think most people would think that too. But Let's Go was not well received by. It was the, the casual. Public. It was like a very. It was like an even more casual version yeah. than the original. Um, or to uh, yeah, where are we at here? So, <clears throat> Let's Go okay. uh, Pikachu and Eevee is what we're comparing, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was at fifteen point zero seven million, uh, according to this graph, which. Um, I don't know when this was last updated. And then Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl okay. uh, was 14.65. And that's so, with less time on the market. for Way, way, way less time. Yeah. So, okay, whatever. They're, they're, they're similar. Anyways, I, I feel like the Let's Go push, like that being with that, that was around when they were really trying to get go back. You know, I don't see them doing that again. So mm. I'd love it. I want, I would love personally a Let's Go Johto. I want that more than ever right yeah. now with how into Pokemon Go I am and how Johto is my favorite. Um, so that'd be awesome. I just don't see him doing it. Then there's uh, black and white remakes, which are inevitable. They're going to come at some point. And unfortunately, if they come, they're going to be in the Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl style. And mm. I don't, don't want say that. that too. I just well, I don't want that. Don't say it. Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Were those, because I know for, uh, in the kind of funny review, right? Like, that was the one where, like, in the thumbnail, it was, like, boring, <laughs> question yeah. mark, I think. It might not even have a question mark. Yeah. It might have just been, like, boring. Uh, is that because of the generation? Nope. You think, like, No, just... people love Gen 4. And, like. Oh, okay. I yeah, didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. And, look, it's, at this point, you could say people love every gen because every gen is somebody's and, like, that's it. But, no, no, no. Yeah, there, yeah. Was, there was a lot of things about Gen 4 that were really, really well received. Um, some pacing issues. But, overall, people did like it. It was uh, these games were not well received. Nobody like this was not okay. a win for any of the different major audiences that Pokemon mm-hmm. has. Um, like it was kind of unanimously understood. Like, nah, this ain't it. You know, especially when a lot of the other remakes were like you look at Heart Gold and Soul Silver. You know oh, what I mean? Man, of course. Even Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Like there was some things people didn't love about that, but overall they they were well received. Well received. So um, then there's Legends. I think the most shocking thing tomorrow would be if we get a Legends, but that would be really cool and exciting. It's just, I think it's the least likely to be announced. But then what's likely? Like, I feel like out of, we're like, you know, checking yeah. off all these things of like, oh, this is not going to happen. This is not going to, then, you know, what is the Pokemon thing? Because I think we're all, we're all in agreement that there's, it feels like there's going to be a Pokemon thing this year. Yeah. At least it feels like there should be. I mean, is it possible that there's just not? I don't think there is, but I would love that. Oh yeah, if we don't it get it this, this year because there's not anything like major so far coming out mm-hmm. uh, unless Metroid Prime happens. But yeah, I, I, mean, I kind of there, there's the opportunity for spinoffs, right? Yeah, yeah, like, that doesn't <laughs> count. Like, too. They they want a like they want a, a core, core Pokemon game. I think we're gonna get one. The, I think worst case scenario, like absolute worst case scenario for me, would be Pokemon and Scarlet and Violet Ultimate Cut whatever yeah. coming out later this year. Because if you're gonna do that. Just wait for the Switch too. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. The goal for that should be the game's run. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, I don't know. I, it's we'll see. But I feel like all the rumors and leaks have pointed to it's either Unova or Johto, which is Gen two or Gen five. Maybe a mix of the two in some way. I'm not so sure. So we're moving ourselves from the Pokemon of it, right? Because like we we're talking about what the rest of this fall looks like or what the rest of this year looks like. And I think, in my opinion, if I'm Nintendo and I am you know, full steam ahead on Switch 2, and it just happens that, all right, our original plans were 2024, but it's looking like we need to get this thing out in 2025 to make sure it's the launch we want it to be. As If I'm Nintendo, I'm going, cool, charge it. Like, that's it. You know, like, we're not, it's not like we can... I maybe do like a Zelda remaster because those have been the things we've talked about forever of like the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and stuff. I think we get those this year for sure. Yeah, I think do those and then be like, all right, cool. That's it for the year. We've had worse years. Mm-hmm. Like we've oh, had yeah. like, I, I, I don't know, 2020 was a good year because of Animal Crossing. But that year, if outside of Animal Crossing, if you weren't an Animal Crossing person, that year kind of sucked. Yep. Like not even kind of, that year sucked, right? It was Paper Mario, Origami King, and that mm-hmm. was about it. For this year, you got Princess Peach, you got Paper Mario, you will have Zelda remasters you imagined. Like, 
if Metroid Prime 4 is there, I mean, then it's a banger. Yeah, right? if it's if it's not there, then it's like, all right, cool, whatever. We have to switch to around the corner anyway. Now that we we are pretty locked in, March 2025 for Switch 2. Bless. Mm-hmm. What's your prediction for Metroid Prime this year? Percentage? Uh, percentage? Yeah. This is this is a tough one because I have it as my counterpick on my fantasy critic. So I want to be like, oh yeah, there's no chance it's coming this year. But I think there is a chance. I'm going. I'm gonna say thirty percent. I think I feel thirty percent. It's been a while that this thing has been in development. I think, like, there's the argument of well, just hold it for Switch Two at this point. But I think because it was already announced so long ago for Switch, Nintendo is pretty good about honoring those kind of things. And like, I'm sure I'm I'm sure in the way that it's been developed, right? They're probably they've probably been developing it with Switch One in mind. So I think it comes out. And if it's gonna come out, you might as well just put it out this year. So I think there's a I think there's a chance there. But I also think games are ready when they're, when it's, when they're ready. And is Metroid Prime 4 really actually ready? I think I'm the flip of you, yeah. where I think it's 70%. Okay. Yeah. And, yeah, and it's mainly for a lot of what you're saying there. But I just think with where we're at in the life cycle, with March being so far away, that would give them the most time to just, let's go all in on Metroid. And I feel like that gives Metroid the best chance possible to actually succeed. Here is a system that has a lived-in... Uh, life cycle of so many people having the the system give them one last big hurrah to jump into with a franchise that has proven it can work on the system with metroid dread Mm -hmm. and let's wow them for that one last like big thing in the same way that we saw breath of the wild kind of transform what zelda was at launch i feel like this could be a major opportunity for metroid just because timing worked out for it yeah and metroid like just famously isn't a system seller so it's like it was one of those weird things when we were thinking that the Switch 2 was coming out this year. It's like, well, what do they do with Metroid, you know? Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same, like, selling power as, like, uh, I mean, technically Zelda didn't have uh, have that at the time with Breath of the Wild. But, like, I just, I don't personally see that. See, Metroid I think Prime 4 having that kind of same kind of moment. Maybe, like, quality-wise and, like, the people who are into, the, into video games and stuff, but. Yeah. I think, that, I mean, this gets us into the conversation of what is the actual Switch 2 launch year gonna look like yeah right because i think there i think there you have the balance of let's say metroid prime 4 is coming out like a cross-gen thing for switch 2 i think as nintendo you want to have like you want to feed the entire audience right and i think you want to have your casual games you want to have the games that are going to speak to everybody right something like a mario kart uh, uh, 9 or whatever the next mario kart is something like a new big mario game but then i think you want a hardcore title there too and i think metroid even though we look at metroid as like oh that's not a system seller oh that's gonna I think that's a similar way in which we talked about Zelda. Obviously, Zelda's always been bigger than Metroid. But I think Metroid could be the balance in that of, hey, we have a Mario here, but we also have a Metroid for you yeah, fucking you, like, gamers. Like that's, that's just too much. Like, Nintendo, this is literally why I said last week, yeah. like, they can't spread their load. Oh, you're right. Like, like, <laughs> no, it's like, you can't put Mario and Metroid out on the same day. Like, they, <laughs> like that's like we need, we need it to have separation. We need them to but have I, 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 I'm talking about launch year. Okay, like, cool. Then, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, something I've been thinking about a lot uh, in the last couple of weeks uh, is we've been talking about this because this news story just keeps evolving. But we're talking about Animal Crossing and Pokemon and just the word system seller. And I've been seeing a lot of people be like, Tim keeps saying that Animal Crossing is not a system seller. That's insane. I, my point is that strategically, Animal Crossing is a system seller, and it is, it's, go, it's a seller at yeah, this yeah. point. But you don't put that out as a launch title. You don't put Pokemon out as a launch title. These are games that are surefire hits with people. You put them out when you have as many people that already have the thing as possible, and then you get all the people that have it, and you sell systems. Yeah. It is a system seller phase two, phase three, whatever that is. I think that a Switch launch, it needs Mario. Mario is the answer. It's a 3D Mario. That serves the hardcore and the softcore, baby. Yeah. It's everything in between. And then you get to build from that. I think Mario Kart can also uh, work there. Uh, but then you there, that's a beautiful year. Metroid's not that answer at all, yeah. <laughs> you know? I want to bring in quite a few things here. One, I want to go over to Twitter because uh, Daniel Ahmad, the homie, mm-hmm. over on Twitter, a.k.a. at ChugayX. Mm-hmm. At ChugayX, right? Uh, Daniel works for Nikkei, which is the the company that you know is giving us this report, and he has his own speculation that I think is very interesting. Uh, he tweeted out: Nintendo generates around eighty percent of its game software revenue from first party games. You can flip that for Sony or Microsoft. Uh, while there are of course multiple factors behind the success of a new console, first party software is a major one for Nintendo, and the year one release slate needs to be con- compelling. 
Breath of the Wild being a highly anticipated title paid off for Switch. There are more units of Zelda sold for Switch than actual sales of Switch hardware during the launch period. He then follows that up in saying, anyway, my conspiracy theory for 2025 being the release year, other than lo the logical re reasons of giving uh, devs more time to finish games, plus building up hardware stockpile, is that they want time with a Nintendo IP game or sorry, they want to time it with a Nintendo IP game release that also has a movie slash TV show tie-in, mm -hmm. which I think is an interesting wrinkle, right? Talking about how we're, we're talking about 2024 Nintendo, who has now seen success on the big, big screen. Obviously, Nintendo, they're still Nintendo, right? Like, I don't, I don't think Nintendo's the kind of company to go, oh, let's move and shift the Switch for movies, right? Like, I don't think that's the way Nintendo thinks, but I think, they're, they're, I think they are the type of, the, of company to go, hey, let's line up things perfectly. Like, where are we at in terms of our positioning with the strength of the Mario IP, the strength of like what like Zelda is working on a movie on a TV show movie 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 Zelda's working on a live action movie right now. Yeah, with Sony Pictures, still a weird thing. Um, how do we position ourselves up for success with all things considered, right? And if like, I mean, this kind of goes back to uh, uh, the last time we had this conversation around like. Uh, are, is there an ocarina remake yeah. you know is that a thing that's, that that can be slated around that time like say a zelda movie comes in 2026 yeah can you have an ocarina of time remake end of 2025 oh yeah to like I mean, end I, out that year i'm telling y'all it's happening ocarina remake 2026 2026 is my prediction okay yeah. um i i when it comes to the tv and movies and all that stuff i don't think it's quite as literal as we might be making it out to be like i don't think it's like oh the movie's coming so the game's going to be coming around i just sure. think we're in this era now of just like and this sounds silly to say but i, I stand by it like there's going to be a zelda movie there's going to be a zelda game there would have been a zelda game otherwise but now there's definitely going to be a zelda game and i feel like mm -hmm. the type of zelda game might be different like the level of importance that they put on it and that's why i think an ocarina of time remake it's time. Well, I think that's the that's the thing that's be, that's great about the way Nintendo operates because you know, like and online, right? Like over the years, you'll see people talk about like, oh, Nintendo only makes the same games, and Nintendo like keeps doing the same thing, yada yada. And like, really, they don't. They just use the same IP, and that they get so much success out of that because of the recognizability, because of the connection people build. Like, you know, I love Mario, so I'm gonna get Mario Kart, I'm gonna get Mario Party, all that stuff. You're right in terms of there's going to be a Zelda, a Zelda game. I don't even think it's like a for sure, like now there is for sure going to be a Zelda. I think it's more so even like no matter what, every year you're going to get a Mario. Like whether it's 2D Mario, whether it's 3D Mario, whether it's Mario Party, whether it's a Mario sports game, there's going to be at least a Mario, if not multiple Marios, right? This year we're getting Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, and Princess Peach. Yeah, like, I don't count those as Mario though. Yeah, but like Mario IP being active. Like you're talking yeah. about major, like core major Mario, right? Yes, when you're exactly. And like exactly. same with Zelda. Yeah. I think even there, right? Like, Core Major Mario, that's going to happen at least every two years, mm -hmm. if not more than that, right? Like, you're going to get that consistently. I think Zelda... I mean, I, I don't know that that's true. I mean, if you go back... I, I'm In that, I'm counting 2D, I'm counting 3D, I'm counting the 3D, 2D. I mean, even yeah, if you do that, like, they're not that frequent. I, don't, I feel like they are. They're not. In the last seven years of the Switch, in terms of, like, ma big Mario games, I think, what, we've gotten... Uh, Odyssey. Odyssey. We've gotten um, 3D, 3D World. Yeah, yeah, 3D World plus Bowser's Fury. We've gotten uh, the 2D. We gotten like the new Super Mario Brothers like remasters or whatever that came out. Yeah, okay. So, I'm so those. Like, okay, I guess the Switch generation is the one exception, but that is because of the amount of of just straight up ports. Uh -huh. Because like when you just look at the new games and being even generous here, it's Wonder, Odyssey, and Bowser's Fury. That's it. Mm -hmm. That's not that much, yeah. man. For I, I guess I, I am pulling. I am pulling in like yeah. But, but and I'm also like my thing. I feel like Mario Kart counts in that conversation. No, too. it doesn't. Oh, for it's sure, Mario Kart. But Mario Kart sells more than like mainline Mario. But yeah, that's its own franchise. But I, I th but I also think that like it counts the same in terms of like what a movie does. Hey, like we're a, a Mario movie is coming out. Like um, Mario Kart is a major feature in that movie because Mario Kart at this point is like the more almost the more well known Mario thing over even the Mario platformers. Like I yeah. think that counts in terms of what we're talking about. Mario I, just, I really don't like the argument of like, well, Mario's in the title, so it's a Mario thing. It's like, well, then cool. Then yes, then Nintendo does put out a yeah. lot but of But I Mario think even if, if, we, if we separate smaller Mario things from bigger Mario things, I still think that like we're getting a big Mario thing, what, every maybe like 1.5 times every two years, right? Like I feel like there's a very consistent basis that we're getting 
bigger Mario. Sure, I mean, yeah, the more things you add to that, then absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I, just, to me, I'm like, I look at it this way. Would Nintendo not put out the two products too close together because they're going to compete or do they not care because they're different? And they would put out a 3D Mario and a Mario Kart within months of each other and not give a shit because mm -hmm. they're different. But I, uh, but they wouldn't put out. A, I guess like, so. The, I think the argument we're making is different, though, because the argument I'm making is that, say, a Mario movie is coming out in 2026 and like Nintendo's thinking, how do we capitalize on this? Like I capitalize on this off of like a game that we're putting out. I think you get the same benefit from putting out a Mario Kart than you do like a 3D or 2D Mario. Just based yeah. off the success of like what that does for your synergy of your franchise. Sure. And so I think on top of that, like I think Zelda, you can make the same thing of like, I look at Link's Awakening remake as an example of, hey, even if it's not like a Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Breath of the Wild like level thing, even if you have like a Link's Awakening coming out the same year as the Zelda movie, like you're still going to see that benefit of people showing up and buying it. See, I don't think so. Like that, that's where I think the, the, we disagree on this, where okay. I think that like in order to see the synergy of the movie stuff, because that to me is just like, that was just what's going to happen. They happen to be putting out a movie and like, will they get a bump? Sure. But that's just because like marketing and name recognition. I think that there's going to be a shift in them. Like, it's not just going to be Link's Awakening. It's going to be Ocarina of Time. It's going to okay. be, let's give the people what they want. Let's, let's, do the, let's blow this out and give them a big thing because they now are treating Zelda like a big thing because they can. Because Breath of the Wild's success, and you've got to imagine the movie's success, and then it's like, all right, cool. Instead of smaller titles, even like something like Link's Awakening, which I freaking love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the same. Though. Yeah, I guess Zelda and Mario are too different. Because like, I feel like Mario has so many major like paper mario and thousand year door i'm looking at as like a major mario release i understand no yeah no it's a big mario rpg that people fucking no. love now, it's not gonna sell as much as exactly. like 2d and 3d <laughs> but like 2d and 3d don't sell as much as mario Kart. like mario's just such a varied franchise in terms of like how many big things you have in it that's why but i, I think paper mario thousand year door is gonna is 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 gonna like sell a lot of copies on switch too right like i'm i'm looking yeah. at paper mario thousand year door wait actually how much does a 2d mario sell 2D Mario? Yeah, like what? Hella. 15 million? More. More than 15 million? Yeah. Like what, 20 million? Upwards of 30 million. Like, like no well, way. Yes. Okay, well, if that's the case, I'm for, for I guess for Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, I'm going to predict like 8 million. And that's, that is. And that's big. Amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. But like for Nintendo, I don't know about that, but like. Gotcha. Uh, Barry, you have a, are these franchise sales or are these like. In Individual game sales. Okay, so what, we're looking at. Where's New Super Mario Bros.? So New Super Mario Bros. 3, okay, 30 million. Mario Odyssey, 27 million. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Mario Odyssey, though, 27 million, man. Again, Super like... Mario, look, Super Mario Party, 20 million. Super Mario Party is a major Mario release right there. Yeah. 20 million. Yeah. I don't know. It's all the same, man. It's not. It, all, it has Mario in the like, title. People are uh. going to buy it. People are going to watch the movie go, oh, man, I want to have a party with my friends. Let's get Mario Party in there. <laughs> Uh, I want to have a party with the super chats. Of course, you can write in to the kind of funny super chats. I was gonna say a link. I guess what? Click the super chat button on YouTube <laughs> and then give us your super chats. A lot of y'all are writing in. Let's start off with. Oh man, there's a lot of good ones in here. Optimus Prime uh, says, "Tim, if you haven't, I need you to look up Pokemon Unbound for GBA on Steam Deck or other devices that you can play GBA games." I don't know what Pokemon Unbound is, but it I, sounds really cool. I'm pretty sure it's like the big open world game done in the style of Fire Red. And it's pretty uh, cool. It's like a fan thing, but it's really sick. Uh, Tyler Butcher says, Tim and Bless, what if the new Switch was called the Super Nintendo Switch? The marketing is right there. The SNS. Any other names other than Switch 2? I stand by this. I think the Wii, the Wii U killed any, any chance of like... Getting cute. Getting cute, yeah. I think we're going to get the most clear name possible. It'll either have a different name than Switch or it'll be the Switch 2. I'm leaning towards Switch 2. It's Switch 2, baby. Yeah, Super Super Switch is, is cute, and I love it. Super Nintendo is, looking back at Nintendo consoles, my favorites are either the Super Nintendo or the Switch. And as time goes on, it's the Switch. There's yeah. not even a question. So, yeah, Super Switch, I'd love that. But, no, it's the Switch, too. Uh, DJ Kento says, what does a remake of Ocarina of Time look like to you? Same game, but pretty. Same game, but pretty. Or a totally new game with the same story. Also, have you read the manga? There's a manga? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it came with Nintendo Power back in the day. Uh, I have not read that. Um, I, I don't know, but I think they have to go all out. I, I think it needs to be like a Final Fantasy VII type thing of like not changing the story, not all, whatever, just in terms of production value and in terms of them treating it like this matters as much as anything we've ever done, mm -hmm. levels of stuff. And I think they can, I, I don't think they need to do too much. Ocarina of Time 
is a great yeah it's, it's fucking so, a solid video game Ocarina. yeah i i'm of two minds because part of me likes the breath of the wild tears of the kingdom style game more than traditional 3d zelda like i think it's just a better way to design puzzles give people a lot more freedom let people like create their own solutions if they can like i think there's something so cool about that and it'd be really cool to see ocarina of time reimagined as a breath of the wild style game that said i don't think at least for a very long time we're gonna see a new zelda take the classic 3d zelda it's wild to call 3d zelda classic but yeah classic 3d zelda style of you know dungeons Dungeon. yeah. and like puzzles and all that stuff so i think because of that if you do a ocarina of time remake and yeah make it ocarina of time but prettier but keep that same ocarina of time you know layout style dungeon design all that stuff make it a bit more stricter in how you're solving the puzzles and stuff i think that lets you have a third route right or like i guess another route in terms of how you make zelda and like i think you get to have your cake and eat it too right and like make the next big new zelda breath of wild style but then if you want to go back to classic 3d zelda just remake older games like remake wind waker or whatever it is yeah voice yeah. acting it'll be in it is link gonna talk i don't think so but i mean honestly if the if he was going to like that's where you would do it in ocarina yeah in, in a remake especially if they're trying to put it out around the movie i think people would be sick <laughs> like you the first time we watched the trailer uh, and like link starts talking like people are gonna be like fucking throwing up on the side <laughs> like, like oh god why uh, like people are people won't be able to take it uh, yeah all these babies who have complained about uh link not talking for decades are just gonna be oh uh, yeah people will lose their minds it. they're gonna fucking regret it all yeah right? they should be fucking quiet, on the man. ground crying fetal position i would love uh he opens like, his mouth as tom Holland's voice of time though that'd be sick as hell I'm with you. I, I think it'd be cool to have a voice acted. I think Link would, yeah, should still be. Yeah, he'll still Link doesn't need. I'm just like yeah. Breath of the Wild. And yeah, yeah, yeah like it's like major characters and major scenes are voice acted by like stuff. But then when you go into Kakariko and talk to like one of the dudes building stuff and running around, he yeah. still just goes like, oh, like kind of that shit. So. Yeah. Let's move on to story number two. But before we do, I want to tell you about the kind of funny membership that you can get on patreon.com slash kind of funny or youtube.com slash kind of funny games. The kind of funny membership allows you to get shows ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode's brought to you by Avatar Braving the Elements. We know you love talking about all things TV, film, and pop culture with us, so there's another podcast that we think you're going to enjoy. It's called Avatar Braving the Elements, and it's Nickelodeon's official companion podcast to Avatar The Last Airbender. Y'all already know Barrett loves Avatar. He thinks it's one of the best coming-of-age heroes journeys out there that perfectly blends enticing action, great comedy, and social commentary that's all backed by great art style and an iconic soundtrack. Each week, host Janet Varney, the voice of Korra, and Dante Bosco, the voice of Zuko, rewatch every episode of The Last Airbender. They're joined by special guests like the cast, superfans, and even the creators of Avatar, Michael DiMartino and Brian Konitzko, for a deep dive and behind-the-scenes look into the Avatarverse you can't get anywhere else. Whether you're a longtime vendor or new to the series, jump into the epic world of Avatar with Avatar Braving the Elements. Listen to Avatar Braving the Elements on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Y'all need to check out Kinda Funny Game Showdown, our weekly video game trivia game show. You can watch live on YouTube or on Twitch every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific time. But now, thanks to popular demand, Kinda Funny Game Showdown is available on podcast services. Whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or anywhere else, please subscribe and rate the show five stars. It really helps us get Kinda Funny out there, and we couldn't thank you enough. We aim to make this a video-only show, so many of the games we best enjoyed watching on YouTube. But despite that, enough of you guys asked for audio versions so we're making that happen anyways of course that also means if you have the kind of funny membership on patreon you will now also get the audio version of the show ad free no matter how you're watching or listening to kind of funny game showdown thank you and if you haven't checked it out yet there is no better time than now we're already many episodes into the show so you can catch up now on youtube or the brand new podcast version of the show if you love what we do please get the kind of funny membership on patreon or on youtube to get the show ad free if you just want to support us for free please subscribe and rate kind of funny game showdown on your favorite podcast service now if you're an athlete you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down after all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, 
the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back with story number two. But before we get there, Tim, one, I want to talk to you about, I, I, I really like hosting the show with you. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like we get into like good conversation. Oh, yeah. Good, we have good debates sometimes. We have good back and forth. One of the ones that we had recently was if GTA 6 and the Switch 2 come out at the exact same time, like oh, yeah. which one gets more mind share? Yeah. After sleeping on it and thinking about it, yeah. I've come around. I think GTA 6 gets more mind share. I, I love the, that. That's character growth. You. Thank yeah, you. I yeah. appreciate it. I, I, like, I had to like sleep on it and be like, I love yeah, it. I guess yeah, GTA 6 is more exciting. But the question I want to flip on you, Tim, Oof, based on I that. I see where you're going here. Yeah, is which one are you oh. are, are you showing up to first? Like oh. you only have time to check out one between Switch 2 and the launch slate. I don't even put in like your choice of a, of a new Mario or a new Zelda. Let's yeah. say Zelda Ocarina remake is on there. Um, your choice between that or GTA 6, which one are you picking up? First week. Well, again, just real quick, I want to say, I don't think Ocarina as a launch title is a good idea. No? I, I think that's a down the line. I think that's a year year two. Okay. Or end of year one, but year two. Now let's call it a 3D Mario. 3D Mario? I mean, it's 3D Mario for me. Over like, GTA you, 6. Yeah, man. Like, oh, man. I love Nintendo, dude. Like, that's that's my stuff. So yeah. it's like, I especially a 3D Mario, like, especially a 3D Mario after we haven't gotten something from that team in so long. I think it's going to be absolutely incredible. On new Switch, hard, Nintendo hardware. Yeah. That's where I'm going to be. Grand Theft Auto 6, I'm extremely excited about, but um, I'm, I'm fine to wait yeah. at it. You know I think I mean? there's nothing that could make me pick the Switch 2 and like the launch lineup over GTA 6, except for like if there was a, somehow a brand new Zelda, like Breath of the Wild style thing. Really? Yeah. If there was like a brand new Zelda, like not a remake, it would have to be a brand new, we're doing something never before seen, like we're doing like a new Hyrule or whatever, but it's going to be another Breath of the Wild style thing. I think I'll choose that over GTA 6 on week one. What if? What up? Super Mario 64 2. Okay, I'll choose that over. I'll choose that. I'll choose that over GTA. You found the one loophole. I know. <laughs> if we launched with Hideo Kojima's next Metal Gear Solid yeah. on, on the Nintendo Switch system, I'll pick that too. So, but let's talk about this. Uh, I know we're already going. Oh, wow. We went really long. Yeah, we're super long. Yeah, I just want to say this real quick. Uh-huh. That it is looking more likely than ever right now. March 2025. Yeah. Switch 2. Mm-hmm. March 2025. Grand Theft Auto 6. No. They're, they're going to want the game out before the fiscal year. That's what they're saying. For GTA? Yeah. There's no way. I also think, I've also come, out, come around to your point of like, neither of them are moving. I think even if it's like yeah. the same week. I don't think, th- that, I don't think that they would move yeah. if they were in the same place. I don't think the GTA is going to hit that. But I do I don't, think, yeah, I don't think, I think March is the plan. <sighs> I hope they don't. Because how man. they talked about it with the fiscal stuff. You're right. They did talk about that with the fiscal stuff, didn't they? I hope not. I really hope not. That's going to be a hell of a March. And I don't have that energy with me to make that much content. Because, <laughs> like, it's not going to be like, a, oh, we got to pick and choose either Zelda or either Nintendo or G. We're going to make both the content We're doing it for all. both the things. Oh, yeah. I'm sweating thinking about it. It's not going to be a fun time. <laughs> Story number two. Until Dawn developer Supermassive Games plans to lay off around 90 workers. Uh, this comes from Taylor Lyles at IGN. Supermassive Games, the studio best known for making choice-filled horror games uh, that are borderline interactive movies, announced that it is planning to lay off employees as job losses continue to devastate the gaming industry. In a statement posted on Twitter slash X, the developer acknowledged the challenges the gaming industry currently faces with mass layoffs and that it was not immune to this. It states that it was undertaking a reorganization of its studio and planned to enter into a period of consultation, which would affect some of its employees. Although Supermassive did not disclose how many employees are affected, Bloomberg reporter Jason Schreier wrote before the announcement that the British developer planned to lay off around 90 workers. Quote, this is not a decision that's been taken lightly, uh, Supermassive said, with many efforts made to avoid this outcome. End quote. Another one. Another one, man. And, you know, 90 people, that's a lot. And it's a major percentage of Supermassive. Like, this obviously sucks. And it sucks that these things continue to happen. It seems like there is no end in sight um and even just this weekend i was talking to a couple people that were telling me like just rumblings of more coming that i'm like really yeah in some of those places didn't expect that so yeah this is a very 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 unfortunate and just my god i want this to end yeah 
It's, it sucks that it's, it seems nobody's immune, right? Like, we've talked about, like, plenty of studios and plenty of places where it's, like, you know, oh, man, like, places that we view as, oh, they're successful, right? Like, certainly we're not going to see it from them, and then, you know, those places get hit. And then, obviously, there's the ones, like, like the ones under Embrace Group that is made from bad leadership decisions and shit like that. It all sucks across the board. And, yeah, like, the, the, the second half of this IGN article is kind of talking about, like, the history of Supermassive, and you look, and it's like, man... Supermassive is like such a cool studio for how different they are. You yeah. know, like opened up in 2008, 2015, they released Until Dawn, right? And then like that kind of started up who we know as Supermassive. They went on, went on to make like the dark picture stuff along with the quarry. They've also worked on other things, right? Like they had um the like PSVR rail on rails like versions Rondo of, of Blood, uh, Until that's Dawn. Not what it's called? No, uh, it like Russia that. Blood. Russia, Russia Blood. Yeah. Uh, Rondo. That's the Castlevania, Castlevania. right? Yeah. They had that. They had like um, I think they're making a little My Nightmares Three. Yeah, they're working on the Little Nightmares 3 currently and the the casting of Frank Stone. Um, uh, the, they say that that latter one is uh, a narrative game set in Behavior Interactive's Dead by Daylight universe. Um, and then the IGN article yeah, goes on to talk about, like, we have, we've had over 6,000 jobs impacted yeah. this year alone. And so it's a scary time. Hopefully we see the end of this big wave of layoffs soon, but obviously, like, there's no control over it right now. Like, it's just yeah. fucking happening. So uh, good luck to everybody out there. Story number three. Miyazaki says there's a high possibility he delegates directing for future Souls games. This is Jordan Midler at VGC. Elden Ring and Dark Souls director Hidetaka Miyazaki has said that there's a high possibility that he will delegate the role of director on future Souls games. Speaking to IGN, Miyazaki said that there is a high possibility that we would delegate the responsibility of director to those other Souls-ish games going forward, end quote. He continued, quote, I think it's very likely that we'll see new directors going forward. And I think if we do that, I'd like to step away from the super. I would like to step away from that supervisory role and give them full direction and full control over those projects. I think really this is the best way and the easiest way for them to flourish within that environment and with those new projects, end quote. So far, the only original Souls project that Miyazaki hasn't directed is Dark Souls 2. While Dark Souls 2 was met with mixed reactions from players, Miyazaki looks back on it fondly, quote, in regards to Dark Souls 2, I actually personally think this is a really great project for us, and I think without it, we wouldn't have a, we wouldn't have had a lot of con a lot of the connections and a lot of the ideas that went forward and carried the rest of the series. End quote. Very interesting. Obviously, at some point, this has to happen. You can only do so much, um, and I do think that you know the the first reaction would be like, "Oh, this sucks," because what makes these things special to so many people clearly when you look at the reception to a lot of these games dark souls 2 is the one that people are like eh, i don't know about that one mm -hmm. you know so that even more so crafts the narrative of miyazaki is a Im the most important factor to what makes these games special but then you look at how many of these have happened now how many people have worked on like the games and how big the teams have been mm -hmm. i feel like there is this is good news overall right yeah it's interesting because uh, this weekend i watched the uh, hideo kojima documentary on um it's supposed to be on disney, disney plus, plus but it wasn't there i had to watch it on hulu i don't know what's going on with that but watch it on hulu did you check it out no not yet so it's an hour long um and it's it's fun it's not what i expected but i should have expected exactly what this is where it's just an hour of kojima praise mm -hmm. which i'm here for <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um but it, it it was interesting like that being uh backed up with uh, the conversations we've been it's having it's a new day yes it oh, is <laughs> what is oh man <laughs> i mean i guess i guess hey, they beat greg get is up, that greg, what? Get up. Uh, get up, get the up. greg match over how'd it go oh, it, 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 it went the, the real winners were the people the in people. the audience. The there you go. The crowd. Oh, yeah. Of course. The people. love to see oh, it. Yeah, Shout children. out to the crowd. So we're not going to say what happened, mm -hmm. but what we are going to say is that uh, his jacket's looking pretty nice. Oh, you, thank you. Yeah, you this, is my, on, uh, this is my Tekken 8 jacket. Tekken 8. That's yeah, interesting. Over here. The new hotness right now. So you've been playing? Oh, <laughs> have I been playing Tekken? Really? I, I am highly ranked in Tekken currently. Highly, highly ranked? I am, okay. I am Tenryu ranked. Oh. in Tekken right now oh wow oh that's, yeah that, that, that's cute that's cute uh so when you get done here uh we're gonna need you in there for some Tekken that's right yeah oh I, I don't know if you want that smoke I don't know if you want that where there's smoke wow. there's fire Whoa! Whoa! and you about to get burnt 
All right, see me out there. Oh, oh man. Huh? Oh, man. Yeah, see me out yeah. there. Yeah, put I'll that jacket on the line. Give me three minutes. I'll wrap up the show. I'll be three right minutes, there. Three minutes, there you go. <laughs> put that jacket <laughs> yeah. on the line. Listen, we got more stories here, but I'm yeah. down some Tekken. Greg, how you feeling? I'm, feeling? I'm feeling all right. You Greg looks distraught. Right? I think Greg had not a great time. How those cheeks, Greg? Monday. Yeah. All right, cool. We'll check that out Monday. Tim, let's get this wrapped up so I can play some Tekken, because I got to say, I got some things to do. But yeah, I did want to say good on Miyazaki for like, you know, I think being able to curate what the future looks like in terms of from software, because I don't think, I don't want to see, I, this is one of the things I think Greg talked about. I forget if it was on a show or off a show, but talking about Hideo Kojima and like when Kojima is done with all this, is there a next Kojima? Is there somebody that he's fostering up to take that place? I don't know. I don't think so. Based on the documentary, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. And I think that's a bummer, right? Like I think if you're somebody who is making waves in this industry, if you're somebody that's, you know, if you're somebody that has a voice and also like has a lot of power or influence, I think it is on you to go, all right, who's the next person I can bring up to continue my work here or be able to foster their own stuff with the lessons that I teach them. And I hope Miyazaki is doing that with people at From Software. And based on like being able to give somebody else Dark, uh, Dark Souls 2 to direct, there's a trust there that he has with somebody else to work on a franchise that he's been able to foster. And so I think that's a good thing. I think that's actually very exciting. Yeah, absolutely. Story number four, our final news story before we get to Wii News. Uh, final Fantasy music legend Nobuo Matsu doesn't think he'll ever compose a game, a whole game again. Uh, this is Chris Skolian at Video Games Chronicle. Legendary video game composer Nobuo Umatsu has said he doesn't think he'll be able to compose an entire game soundtrack again. Umatsu is most famous for composing the soundtracks for the first nine Final Fantasy games and working on numerous subsequent entries. Although Final Fantasy VII Remake and Rebirth contain soundtracks created by different composers, Uematsu still composed the main theme for both games. Now in a new interview with German publication uh, Zeit Online, Zeit Online uh, ahead of a performance of his new orchestral show, Marignan, Heart of Ice, uh, Uematsu said he thinks his, day his, his days of composing full video game soundtracks are over. Asked if he ever felt that one day nostalgia could take over and convince him to write an entire soundtrack for a game again, as opposed to just the main theme, Uematsu replied that he didn't see it happening. Quote, as far as Final Fantasy is concerned, I'm still involved by writing the main themes for the games, but I don't think I'll ever compose music for a whole game again. And I'll end the quote there. Yeah, man. I mean, I, I feel like this isn't bad news in any way. Yeah. Like to, to look back at the library that, that this man has produced is it's stunning. It's absolutely beautiful. Like we are coming off such a high of Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, specifically from the perspective of music. And so many of those themes were composed by him, uh, including the new theme for, for the game, which I absolutely uh, fell in love with over time as well. But it's funny for me, starting with Final Fantasy X as my, my first Final Fantasy, that was the first Final Fantasy that wasn't completely composed by him, mm -hmm. or at least the, those modern ones. And uh, Hamauzu, Hama I think, was the, the composer of X. And I love the soundtrack of X. But then Nobu Matsu did do the two main themes of X, Tuzanokind and uh, Suteka Dani, which are beautiful. And like just like the most... like perfect songs maybe ever written uh besides just uh, get lucky by uh daft punk so of course and happy by pharrell and, and, don't and, forget happy by pharrell <laughs> <laughs> what a year that was <laughs> incredible year 2013 i think that was <laughs> oh my god um but uh, i i think that this this works you know this makes sense uh on two fronts one uh the story we just read about miyazaki right and, uh, like having a protege uh for lack of a better term mm -hmm. uh i feel like we've now been able to see with final fantasy and at this point it's not even new news we are decades into this um but uh to have soak it right for Final Fantasy 14, do the soundtrack to 16 mm -hmm. and have it be so, Banger. so good. You know, that I think shows that like, yeah, they, there's so much talent out there that is being supported and to have a, a distant worlds, the, the concert series that Final Fantasy uh, puts on to have music that used to just be, it's Nobu Umatsu or bust. Like it's, it has to be that. So over the years, see, it'd be like, no, like mm -hmm. there's so many other uh, composers in there and it all sounds like it, it works. It all makes sense and, and feels like this is what Final Fantasy should sound like. Other video games as well, obviously. I think this is good news. I, I the day that he officially retires and isn't making themes at all is going to be incredibly sad. I hope that ne day never comes. I, I hope so too. Yeah. But um, this makes me happy because this, feels tenable this feels like it is going to result in uh a lot of it's going to feel like very special moments each track is going to have that much more weight to it yeah i i have this theory like usually this applies to rappers or like rappers never retire i feel like creatives in general especially people who make music 
I think after like if if uh, Nobu Uematsu doesn't make like a full soundtrack for like five years, I think there's gonna come a time where he's like, get me back in the game for one more. Like yeah. I think he, I think he'll have those moments where he's like, actually, I want to do this like this special project and like you know the, the compose everything here. I think we'll get those. But Tim, mm -hmm. if that happened, it'd be big news. If I wanted something smaller, say the tiniest news I needed to know about, where would I go? You'd go to our last story, the Wii News Channel, where we cover all the small news items that you need to know about. Story number five. It's time for Wii News. Honkai Impact, third part two, officially launches on February 29th. That's a confusing one. Honkai Impact third, part two. Uh, Tekken 8 hits 2 million sales in its first month. Uh, you're gonna L Yes. Awesome. You're going to need a minus two from that because as soon as I beat fucking Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston, they're going to have to uninstall the game, get some refunds. So get ready for that Bandai Namco. Uh, open world fishing RPG Sea Fantasy launches in 2025 on consoles and PC. I saw like just the title art for this and I was like, there's, so, there's some good vibes here. I don't know what the fuck this game is, but it's giving me good vibes just okay. by seeing the key art. And then uh, Square Enix reveals Foam Stars Season 2. Groovy Disco will begin on March 8th from uh, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And Groovy Disco, I should clarify, is, is what Season 2 is for um, Foam Stars. Uh, so get ready for more foam-flinging action in the new limited time events and our new Foam Star, Coif Guy. Great. That's Coif what we've been waiting guy. for. Coif Guy? Coif. 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 I, I don't know. I've never seen this combination Quiff? of letters put together this way. That's it for Wii News. Go, um, uh, go out there and avenge Tim. Listen, Pokemon, uh, super chats for you, some quick ones. I gotta go play Tekken. Uh, Pokemon, this comes from live to die He says, Pokemon concierge game, dot, 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 Animal Crossing plus Pokemon. Sounds oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I don't uh, think we'll get it tomorrow, but that is an interesting product for sure. That'd be a fun, fun thing. I worry about like... Would would Nintendo want a Pokemon Animal Crossing and Animal Crossing Animal Crossing on the same platform? I feel like that's counterintuitive, but hey, Pokemon Company would probably be like, yeah, let's fucking go. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, CJ Splitson says, any hype for No Rest for the Wicked Showcase? I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is either. No now, Rest for the Wicked is the, um, oh shit. Is that when Glinda doesn't sleep? No Sorry, that was a bad joke. That was a very bad joke. Game. It's, the... <laughs> it's a wicked joke. Because Glinda's a character in Wicked. Yeah, Studios. Glinda's, Glinda's not the wicked one. Glinda. Glinda's not wicked at all. <laughs> it's, the, it's the Ori Studio. It's their uh, next game. Oh, oh that's exciting. Yeah. Uh, Kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. That's where you write in and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So you can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Radic writes in with a really good one, actually. Bless, when you quoted Daniel Ahmad, aka QKX, you mentioned that he works for Nikkei. In fact, he works for Nico Partners, not Nikkei Partners, a market research firm. Nikkei is actually a stock market index for the Tokyo Stock Exchange. My apologies to everybody involved. And then Zaxxon Galaxian says the Kojima documentary confusion might come from the fact that Hulu is in Japan, but they do have Disney Plus. Some stuff gets announced for Disney Plus in Japan while it actually comes to Hulu in America. Hmm. So there you go. I feel like it was announced for Disney Plus here, but I, yeah, we just, I do too. But whatever. You should check it out, though. It's only an hour, and like, there's enough things that made me like, oh, I'm happy I watched this. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I'll do that. You all do that. We'll come back and have a book club about Hideo Kojima. Until then, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about live on YouTube, Twitch, and on podcast services around the globe. If you love what we do, support us with the Kind of Funny membership on Patreon or YouTube to get all the shows ad-free, watch, score them live, and get a daily exclusive show. Until next time, Game Daily.